Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code r slash at checkout. That's r slash, R-S-L-A-S-H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code r slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code r slash. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP costs his scummy landlord $50,000. Our next Reddit post is from Tabitha. So, this story happened a few years ago, when I was young and still ignorant to renting apartments. My landlord was a real piece of work, and violated so many laws. But, again, I was new to the whole process, he knew that, and took advantage of my ignorance. I lived in one place that I really enjoyed, and I signed a renter's agreement with the landlord. And then, after two months, he said I had to leave because I made too much money. I loved this place, and I was paying a very decent rent, but he said not to worry that he owned another building that had available apartment in it and I could move into it. Begrudgingly, I made the move over there. It wasn't as nice of a place by far, though it still had the same amount of rooms. A bedroom, a smaller office, so I figured that I couldn't complain. Also, he charged me the same rent, even though I never signed anything for this place. He just literally switched keys with me. This new place was kinda gross though. Cracks on the wall, black mold growing in certain corners, the bathroom door literally didn't close. The radiator leaked water, and the toilet, well, let's just say it wasn't the same color on the inside as it was on the outside. As the months went on, I began to notice things were different when I'd come back from work. Sometimes it would just be, did I leave those papers like that? Or, there's muddy footprints here. I figured out that my landlord had been coming into my place when I wasn't around. This was the last straw, and with the support of my boss, who was also my good friend, I began looking for a new place with a different landlord. 
I finally did, and I told my boss that I was unsure if I should put in notice or what. My boss asked me if I had signed lease papers for that place. I said no. In his exact words, he said, F it, pack up your stuff and move. Therein lies the most stressful move I have ever experienced. I didn't own a lot of things, but what I did own meant a lot to me. I'd earned it. I had my best friend there helping me pack my stuff up. My best friend was also my boss's wife, as well as two of their kids. We'd loaded up a small amount of things when Mr. Douchebag Landlord got tipped off. He then kicked my friend off the property and told me that if I left the apartment, he would change the locks and not let me back in. Keep in mind that this is not before the end of the month, and I'd already paid for the entire month. So I sat in my apartment, crying, trying to figure out what to do. I called my boss and one of my brothers, and I was scared to leave my apartment because I didn't want to lose any of my things. After my reinforcements came, the landlord backed off, and I quickly got all of my important things out of there. Before leaving, however, I took some quick pictures of the mold, cracks, and other disgusting things around my apartment. A few days after settling into my new place, I went to the city hall and the health and safety board and showed them the pictures. Turns out, they were just as interested in the mold as I was. Nearly a year later, I ran across one of my old neighbors from inside the building, an older lady who had lived just below me. We made quick pleasantries, and then she asked me if I'd heard about what happened after I left. I said no, because my new place was in the next town over, so I didn't get a chance to visit the neighborhood anymore. Apparently, thanks to those lovely pictures I sent in, my landlord was investigated. And he was forced to do just over $50,000 worth of repairs on the building. Ah, nothing better than when the bully gets bullied. Our next Reddit post is from War of Shadows. This happened a few years back when I was in school. I was 14 at the time. Every year, our teacher teams up students into pairs that would work together in group projects given for the rest of the year. I had the misfortune of being paired with Dick. Now, Dick was such a dick that nobody wanted to be in a group with him. He was the leech of the class, who did no work of his own until the last minute, and was a pro at cheating and copying during exams and tests. Unfortunately, he had managed to fool the teachers into thinking that he was a good, albeit lazy, student. I had no doubt that I was in a rough year of doing group projects all by myself. Right off the bat, Dick did his absolute best to do no work. And since I was a pushover, I ended up doing 100% of the work. I tried bringing it up with my physics teacher, who didn't like Dick either, a few times. But I was told that unless I had proved, she couldn't mark him differently. I had a strict family, so I didn't have a phone of my own at that age. And I had to use my mom's phone to interact with Dick. All of our talks happened via calls, and my mom's phone didn't have the option to record calls. Therefore, there was no proof. Apparently, Dick realized that I tried to rat him off, so he tried to pull a fast one on me. He called me up during one project and told me to give him the PowerPoint presentation via USB in school the next day so that he could include his own additions. I, like the idiot I was, did it, thinking that Dick had finally turned over a new leaf. Turns out, he wanted revenge on me for telling on him by editing out my name for the credits and using all of my work as his own. I was shocked when we were called to present when I saw the opening slide. It read, Dick Dickerson, and he used my work as his own. After a lot of arguing and almost crying, I managed to convince the teacher to not fail me. She agreed, but said that I would get lower marks than Dick for that project. 
The last I saw of Dick that day was him wearing a shit-eating grin. I'd had it. The revenge. I came up with an amazing plan for our next project. As our next project came closer, I called Dick and told him that I didn't mind doing the entire project because it was my favorite subject. Which is the truth. Physics was the class that I absolutely loved. He readily agreed, although I told him that I'd be making separate PowerPoints for the both of us. My part in the first, and his share in the second. I told him that I'd simply included a video in his PowerPoint so he didn't need to read it or prepare himself. Instead, I prepared my part diligently and began to create his worst nightmare. Instead of making his PowerPoints, I included a video from Brazzers that had the actors getting right to it from the beginning. As I expected, Dick didn't recheck his part, which was a good thing. Time to let it play out. The next day we went to class, and I asked Dick to come with me to the teacher to tell her that we had separate PowerPoints. He agreed. I made it clear to my teacher that I had nothing to do with his messed up PowerPoint. Dick himself explained the situation to our physics teacher. Unsurprisingly, she agreed. I have flawlessly presented my part, save for a few stutters here and there because of the nervousness and excitement. Then I said, now Dick will show you a short video that shows you how blah blah blah. I stepped away and waited for hell to be unleashed while Dick swapped my USB for his and started his PowerPoint. The next few minutes were hell. As soon as Dick started the adult video, everyone went slack-jawed, including Dick. My physics teacher was too stunned to turn off the computer. I swear, if a student hadn't recovered in time, my classmates would have seen a cream pie eventually. Dick was frozen as our teacher yelled expletives at him. Everyone thought that this was a joke because the physics project was for forces and friction. I don't think I've mentioned this, but Dick was a class clown. Eventually, Dick was let out and taken to the principal's office for his behavior. Soon enough, it became the talk of our school. Everyone gave Dick dirty looks as he entered the school the next day with his parents. I felt sorry for his parents being humiliated like that, but not too sorry. They'd previously tried to spread rumors about my parents having an extramarital affair, but that's a story for another day. Suffice to say, Dick got an indefinite suspension for the rest of the school year. He had to attend summer school and had an absolutely awful reputation for the rest of his years at school. I don't think he ever spoke to me again after that. Our next Reddit post is from Mob Kurt. So back when I was in my first unit in the military, we had to ship off all of our trucks to get them armored. That meant that over a year, we shipped them all from South Carolina to Wisconsin. I was in charge of logistics at the time, so I coordinated it and loaded the trucks. Overall, a pretty easy task. The only challenge was the documentation. Anyways, everything was going well until the new staff sergeant showed up to the motor pool. He was a butthole. Just treated everyone like garbage. He made my life miserable when I tried to ship those trucks. Like, I didn't want to. It wasn't overly fun. Sometimes it even required me to work on the weekend. So I would have been happy just not doing it. However, I had to because headquarters ordered it, so there was no reason for him to be pissy with me. So anyways, once this staff sergeant took over, shipping these trucks became a pain in the butt because he would want to micromanage since I was a lower rank. So I let him and then he wanted to sign the documents. So I just made up things for him to sign. Finally, I had it with him. One day, I decided that since he wanted to be a jerk to everyone, I would really screw him up. 
So when my next big shipment of four trucks came along, I decided that instead of sending them to Wisconsin like they were supposed to go, I would send them somewhere else. I decided 29 Palms, California would be a great location. So I changed some codes on the sheets, gave them back to the prick staff sergeant who made more dick comments, and signed them blindly. So off we shipped the trucks. Well, a couple of weeks later, the calls come in that our trucks never arrived. So the command starts getting worried that a few trucks have gone missing. The higher-ups come to our shop, and we just inform them that the staff sergeant has taken over all the shipments lately. They go to him, and he proudly states that he has taken over. But he crumbled when they asked him where the trucks were. It took them a couple of weeks, but finally, a call from 29 Palms came into our command that they had these trucks show up, but nobody had claimed them. The command lost their minds. As far as they were concerned, this stupid effing staff sergeant got involved in the stuff that he didn't need to get involved in and sent four huge trucks across the country instead of where they needed to be. He got told to leave the logistics department and I had the whole thing solved in less than an hour. Also, OP adds in an edit. So for those of you complaining about taxpayer dollars, you have obviously never been in the military. I had butthole leaders like this guy cost far more than a couple of trucks because they couldn't let the experts just do their jobs. One example was we had a C-130 fly from Bahrain to Jordan to pick up cargo. I had to load it, but the senior leadership didn't think that I needed to go because a random non-logistics officer was at that base to load instead. So the C-130, which flew internationally to get cargo, was never loaded and then flew back. So the C-130 had to be sent back to Jordan the next day to still get the cargo, all because someone had to stick their nose where it didn't belong. There are tons of other stories of awful leadership wasting your tax dollars. After this, the staff sergeant never stepped foot in the logistics office, so perhaps he learned a lesson. Yo, I had to look up 29 Palms, California. I was thinking, is this like a military base that I've never heard of? And it's like this tiny little town that has to have a population of like, I don't even know, a thousand, two thousand people? This is a microscopic community. So this is like some small town USA and then four massive military trucks come rolling in and they're like, here's the military trucks you ordered. Our next Reddit post is from Tots to Hots. This happened a few years ago when I was serving overseas with the US military. The location I was at was in a poorer area. There were a fair number of panhandlers, a lot of petty crime, and just people doing stupid stuff. Well, one racket that goes on in this area, and apparently in other areas of the country too, is the local cops incentivize reporting vehicles without date inspection stickers. Apparently, the cops give these people access to the inspection database if they think the sticker is fake or stolen, which actually does happen. If you drive a motorcycle, one of the things they tell you at the base is to keep the sticker in your wallet and not on the vehicle, or else it'll just get peeled off. Anyways, what these people will do if they find a car with an out-of-state sticker or if they run the plates and find that it's out of date is they'll jimmy the door open, steal every single thing out of the car, and leave a note that they've taken it to the police station. The idea is that you show up at the police station to get your stuff and the cops force you to pay the fine for an overdue sticker and then give you a deadline for an inspection or else you'll get another fine. Well, I came out to my car one morning and lo and behold, there was a note on my seat saying that all my stuff was at the local police station because my inspection sticker was fake and I had to go get it. 
Not only was I late for work at this point, my kid was also going to be late for school because there was no bus and I had to drive her every morning on my way. Also, my inspection sticker wasn't out of date, so I had no idea what was going on. Now, here's the problematic thing. I had put the passports of me, my wife, and my kid in the glove box because I was taking them to the base to get some paperwork done. I'm very forgetful, so I put them in the car the night before and I made sure the car was locked. Yeah, dumb mistake. Anyways, I get to the station and ask the cops what the heck was going on. The cops checked out my vehicle, saw that it was, in fact, inspected, apologized, and told me they would give my things back and to wait there for a second. I asked to file a police report for theft, but they looked at me like I had three heads and told me nothing was stolen even though someone broke into my car and took my things. This is when a light bulb went off in my head, and this might fall into the unethical category. This thief had taken official U.S. passports, which normally would be a problem, even though nothing came of it because they were turned into the cops. However, I asked the cop where my wife's passport was. They told me that whatever is there is there. I said that I needed a police report because I needed to contact the U.S. Embassy about a stolen passport and the fact that this police station would know exactly who the person was that stole it because they had dropped off my things that morning. I had never seen someone's attitude change as quickly as that cop's attitude change. He tried to talk me out of filing a police report, but I was pretty insistent, so I went ahead with the police report, and then I did contact the embassy and reported the passport stolen. And I gave them all the information of the police station, and when I got the police report, I emailed it to them as well. I wound up getting a free passport out of it for my trouble. The embassy told me they were going to handle it, and from what I heard, the person who broke into my car actually got arrested and fined and was looking at additional charges because he stole foreign documents. I really would have liked to have been a fly on the wall when one of those local cops rolled into wherever he was and told him to come with them. I don't feel bad at all. Hopefully, the dude learned his lesson. So I suppose the way this scam works is the cop charges the scam victim like 100 bucks or whatever. Then the cops give, let's say, $20 to the thief who tipped them off for the information. And that way, both the thief and the cops are richer for it. Oh, well, maybe you shouldn't have messed with the U.S. government. That was our slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.